Hello, everyone, and welcome to Totally Reprise with Always Cool, a podcast with a dark secret. Uh, I'm, I'm joined, uh, I'm Ashley, and I'm joined, as always, by your friend and mine, Molly. Hey, hi, it's me, Molly. You got Luke with us. Hello. Hello. Howdy. We're back. We're back after one week break. After, yeah, that's way better than our Gravity Falls track record. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Listen, it was not a planned break. Ashley got sick. I'm very glad you're better, by the way, Ashley. Yeah. But really, if we were going to take a break at any point, this was the one. Yeah, that's a good point to take a break. Now, from here on out, it's all cinema. Uh, I think we might have left cinema and entered the television for a while. Oh, but I do love the television. Hey, I am not here to knock the television. <laughs> I just think we're in a different place. Yeah, yeah this is a different zone. You're right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Luke, what you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? I played a game called Patrick's Parabox. Yeah, you've been tweeting about that shit. Yeah, so that is Patrick's Parabox. Oh, yeah, is a... I, I saw that, and I'm like, that's a Luke game. That's not an <laughs> Ashley game. No, it's definitely not an Ashley game. Uh, it is a classic uh, block-pushing puzzler, you know, like, uh, I there's so many of these fucking games. Like The games Legend and... of Zelda. Like some parts of The Legend of Zelda, absolutely. <laughs> or like, Baba is You was a big one from a couple years yeah. ago. You gotta push certain blocks into certain places, but the wrinkle with Patrick's Parabox is that you can... The boxes have openings in them, and if you push into the openings, you can enter the boxes. You, like, shrink down, and it's like a whole nother puzzle inside the puzzle. My god. And... And then sometimes boxes contain themselves, so you can do, like, infinite recursion stuff. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then sometimes you can grab the box and push it outside of itself and break the world, and now you're stuck in an endless void. Oh. And you have to reset the level. Yeah, that one doesn't seem good. But then eventually you reach a point where breaking the world and entering an endless void becomes part of the puzzle solving. Oh. You get it out to that void, you're like, wait, shit, there's blocks out here. <laughs> My god. Or they'll do it where, like, oh, this isn't just a void out here, there's, like, another level out here. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. And then sometimes uh, you can possess the blocks and become the blocks, and then enter yourself. Oh, blocks is you. Blocks is you. <laughs> and infinity is you. Hmm. It's, uh, it's good. Also, like... Again, the, the only recent one of these I've played is Baba Is You, which I like a lot, but that game is fucking hard. Jesus yeah. Christ, that cute little sheep is so fucking difficult to beat. Uh, this game's not as difficult. <laughs> That's good. There's definitely some head scratchers in it, but like, 
I had to give up on Baba as you. Yeah, I, beat I don't want to get Paradox. mad at the puzzle game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, at, I got mad at the witness at different times, but right. I still like right. it, so I don't know. Yeah, I didn't yeah. play Baba as you. You gotta stop. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you are ten feet away from me. I will end you. <laughs> Uh, not if you don't get to her before the music stops. <laughs> she can't stop me. Neither she nor the dead guy who wrote that can stop me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. I also played through Tunic. Yeah. Yeah, I like that game. It's good. Yeah. Cute little fox doing some Zelda stuff. The Zelda stuff, the combat, that part's not so good. It's pretty bad. It's not the best. I don't know if I'm going all the way to bad, but it is... Well, I'll tell you, you one cut thing. cut it out of the game and it would be a net improvement. I'll tell you one thing. It's certainly not good. That game is so... Like, the stuff they're clearly, like, interested in is puzzles and, like, riddles and stuff. I don't know why the enemies aren't more of that, like, Zelda puzzle enemy type of thing, where, like, oh, if you do this, then, like, it just, Automatically like, kills him. Kills the enemy or whatever, yeah. yeah. Instead, it is very, like, you know, people compared it to Dark Souls a lot, because that's clearly a point of inspiration for them, of, like, no, 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 you have your stamina meter that you gotta manage, you gotta hit them, uh, and then, like, do dodge rolls with iframes, but that eats up your stamina, so you gotta watch out for that. The dodge rolls eat so much stamina. They eat a lot of stamina, it's really, it takes a long time to upgrade that stamina bar, uh, and I, it's not, the roll doesn't feel good in combat. No. You do a, like, light or medium roll in a Dark Souls game, that feels pretty good. Feels pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm, a, this one, I'm a medium I roll guy. I love medium rolling. I, I fat roll through most Dark Souls, and I have a great time still. Yeah. This one, it's just like, I don't know, it's a little too slow, or there's not enough invincibility on it. I don't know what the issue is, but I don't, it doesn't work. Maybe the enemies think, just attack too fast for that kind of gameplay. They really fast. Yeah. Um, and, uh, frankly, the parry is dog shit. Oh yeah, the parry is worthless. I did the parry by accident the first time, and I nailed it, and then every time I tried to do it on purpose, I fucked it up. Yep. Sorry to Lexi, who we're being mean to right now. Are we? I didn't, th- I didn't know. I mean, I think she just threw no fail mode on in that game. Yeah, if I'm going to play it, that's what I'm going to end up doing. Yeah, uh, because I also... The thing about that game, I reached the point where I beat the final boss and saw credits, and that was about half of my time with the game. Sure. <laughs> the rest of it I have spent running around doing secret puzzles, and, like, there's no more bosses to fight, and I can just uh, run past all the enemies because they don't matter anymore. Yeah, that's nice. And that version of the game, a lot of fun. Uh, I was kind of starting to think that the Fez comparisons were maybe a little like, yeah, maybe a little, like, there's a fake language, so I get why people are saying it, but it's not really Fez. No, that game is fucking Fez. Yeah. There is so many fucking, I have hit a point with that game now where I don't have all the achievements, because there's two I'm missing that would be annoying to get, and it's not really puzzle-solving. I would have to, like, start a new file and, like, play through a bunch of the game to get them. Whatever. I don't care enough. But, like, I've solved pretty much all of the puzzles, but the thing is, a lot of those very secret endgame puzzles lead to more puzzles, which lead to more puzzles. And I have now hit the point where 
I don't have the first fucking idea of how you even start this one. I will leave it for somebody else to figure out. And then I will read about it and be like, huh, that's cool. Yeah. I have gotten my money's worth out of this game, which is, I mean, I got it on Game Pass, so I really got my money's worth out of it. Yeah. I've I've had my fun. I I will happily read a fucking Reddit post in a month about how you solve this final thing. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I I should I meant to talk to you about it before we started recording because I don't want to spoil it. Uh, if you're gonna play it, I shouldn't spoil you either. I guess tunic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't anticipate playing it. Oh, you don't? Okay, then I will. But tell you can you tell me later. Recording. Yeah. Yeah. Because it does go to some pretty wild fucking places. I uh I did like Rot Thirteen that thing Lexi sent and I was like oh okay sure yeah yeah like I am <laughs> I'm well past the point where I had to learn how to translate the language to like progress ah uh, it sounds like too much work and like at first you're just translating oh, okay these are very clear instructions or like an obvious hint now I'm at the point where I do the translation oh this is a riddle that I have to solve now. <laughs> Owned. I already. What do you mean? I solved the puzzle. What do you mean? I have another fucking puzzle to solve before I get my hint. Oh, that is. Uh, I could not stand it. Don't think I'd be able to handle it. That sounds fucking yeah. irritating. If you think you have solved all the puzzles in that game, you are simply incorrect. Yeah, and you know that's fine for people who want to do that, but no thank yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. I said I. I'm I wanted so... to do it for a while, but I'm. They're getting too esoteric for me to figure out, so I'm I'm tapping out on it. I'm so happy I'm not playing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, Just not a, a very non-Ashley game. Yeah, yeah sounds well, like What it. have you been doing, Ashley? Well, I got sick. Yeah. You did get sick. You sounded like you were yeah. not doing great for a couple days there. In our group chat, like, like you know, we were like, oh, like, can we, re- you know, record Thursday? And Molly said, I was out, like, like a light. Yeah. Um, and Molly was like, Ashley sounded really bad last night, so I think no. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And then, like, and four I, hours I, later, you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I like... And, like, so I woke up and I saw that, and I'm like, that's kind of rude, but also <laughs> accurate. What? You, you were sick. I live with you. I know. It just was like. You sounded like just shit. Like, see, yeah. Just, yeah, you sounded like shit. Wait, I, I'm just simply telling the truth. You are. You were. <laughs> um. So I decided to watch all of the original trilogy of Star Wars. Sure, yeah, that's a sensible, sick thing to do. Yeah, I watched the blank check commentary, and I watched the, uh, like, despecialized editions. Yeah. Uh, in Star Wars? Uh-huh. I love it. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard it's a pretty good one. So, yeah, Star Wars... More than any other thing is, like, my thing. <laughs> yeah. In, like, terms of, like, giant... I don't know if I knew this about you, you know. that you were a Star Wars person. I, I... I was. I... Yeah. Well, she's a Star I, Wars I, 4, 5, something... 6 person. Okay. <laughs> so you're not a big, like, and... books, TV shows person. You're just really into those movies. 
I don't. I'm not into the TV shows. I read a lot of the books as a kid, gotcha. as like a teenager. Okay. I read, you know, like the Jabba Palace one, the Bounty Hunters one, right? A lot of like the post. You read any of those like, like uh, Jedi Academy ones? Yes, yeah. lots of those. Yeah. Um, I I you know, read the one where it's like here's like a little story about like that's just adventures of Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh yeah, before yeah. episode one. Read a lot of those. Yeah, no, I just those were like for a couple years. Those were just the books I read, mm-hmm. and I would just be reading them constantly, and I would keep getting in trouble at school for reading them <laughs> uh, when I was supposed to be doing other things. Right. And then one time I got extra credit because I was reading one. Nice, it's all worth it. Yeah, I think as um, like a shitty kid, I kind of like looked down my nose at those because we had a bunch of them in our school library. I was like. Oh, no, uh, those are just, uh, I'm going to read real books over here, because I'm a smart boy. I would beat up child me if I met him. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. I would beat up child me too, so don't, listen, don't fucking worry. Would you beat up child me? over here reading uh, the Ender's Game series, (laughs) and not really knowing what to do with, like, his weird Freudian lust for his sister. Damn. Man. What if Weird you could series. exit the universe into a realm of pure creativity and whatever you wanted most in that moment became real and what happened was uh, your sister when she was like a hot teenager appeared before you? Uh, uh, uh-huh. I don't know about this one, gay. Anyway, yeah! <laughs> anyway, gay people are the are the problem. Yeah, yeah, but it's a problem. <laughs> In retrospect, it makes perfect sense that Orson Scott Card's a libertarian. <laughs> and yeah, that is... I can't believe the government stopped me from marrying my sister. <laughs> my hot teen sister. Yeah. We have to get off this topic. I hate this. <laughs> um, and then I, yeah, I watched... Uh, I decided to skip Force Awakens... Uh, I watched Last Jedi because I was like, it's been a while since I've seen that, and like, I feel like we're like a bit further away from right. like the discourse surrounding that. Yeah. Uh, like, did I actually like? Like, how much do I actually like this? Right. Uh, and the answer is a lot. I liked it a lot. Still. Yeah. <laughs> I've still only seen that movie once, but I had a great time at the movie theater. Uh, and then I decided that it was time I was going to witness the rise of Skywalker. Oh, sure. Rough uh, choice. <laughs> let me tell you something about that. Dog shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, no good. Pretty bad movie. Well, at least you had Babu Frick, though, right? It does have Bobby Frick. Bobby Frick is great. I, I was like, because I've done all of the, like, the joke posts about Babu Frick. Yeah. And I was, like, fully expecting, like, but I'm not going to, like, you know, like, it's it's a kind of like a joke thing to like Babu Frick. Sure. No, it's real. I'll say he pops from that in that movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice to just, it's the same reason that fucking Baby Yoda Grogu. Sure. Funny little guy. Uh, like, funny little guy, real fucking puppet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just 
Yeah, like some fucking energy. <laughs> right. At the end of the day, all you need is a real fucking puppet. That's all you got to put on the fucking TV screen. That's if you it. show me a Muppet, I'm happy, yeah. I'm having a great day. Uh, but yeah, so... I, I you know, I finally saw it, uh, you know, all of the, the things happened, and I... I almost, like, I feel, like, less mad at it now. Yeah. Partly just because of time, and now also just because, like... I mean, the movie's so bad, like, I don't even, like, care. Right. Yeah, like... It is really funny to track the, like, arc of them, like, okay, you guys, this first one, it's gonna just be sort of a a down-the-middle crowd-pleaser, because we know we gotta convince people that we can, like, sell- Oh, y'all hate the prequels, right? Well, we're gonna fix it, don't you worry. And then, okay, alright, you like that one, let's do another one. Oh, some of you liked that one a lot, and some of you really didn't. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, what do we do? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh, and then let's please no one. Yeah. And now let's make a movie that people generally like even less than the prequels. Uh, anyway, yeah, check out Star Wars Jedi Apprentice, The Hidden Path, with that real great stock photo of Liam Neeson. Ashley, I need you to know that I owned this book as a child. <laughs> that is an incredible yeah. book cover. Yes! <laughs> yes, Molly! <laughs> um. Yeah, like. I don't know, it just sucks. It just yeah. sucks! And par- part of the reason why I was in such a Star Wars mood is because I've been playing Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Right. Um. Which, you know, that is. Uh, what the entirety of that? <laughs> uh, I'm really sorry, but I I scrolled down because I was I had to Google image search for this, uh-huh. and I found some uh, Japanese Star Wars dojinchis. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Of <laughs> now, this is the kind of EU I can get behind. <laughs> this is pod racing. <laughs> you linking them or not? Let's go! <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking bringing that image. <laughs> We're waiting! I got my fork and my knife and I'm banging the table! <laughs> you can see why I was like... Caught off guard. Oh fuck! This is funnier than any joke we're gonna tell this episode. And no, like, we gotta make sure we have to put this. this in the episode notes. This has yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, anything else? Yeah, Skywalker Saga is really great. It's it's a fun game. I've I've having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I've been it all, and I'm just unlocking all the extra shit. Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah, no, I have nothing else. It's a Lego How is the game, Lego yeah? version of Rise of Skywalker? Um, I saw that before seeing the movie, and so when I like watch the movie, I'm like, wait, that's in there. <laughs> <laughs> The part where Ray has to do Jedi training and get like five, like a bunch of like red ribbons 
That seems like such a video game bullshit. No, it's in the movie. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's in the movie. I, you know, it makes sense that I saw it before you, but I am upset that I saw it before you. I, I could, I, I, I tried to stop you. I, like, was like, well, I'd heard some stuff, and I'm like, eh, this isn't gonna be, like, the movie that I want it to be. And then Zoe saw it opening night and, like, immediately was like, I need to talk about this with someone who cares about Star Wars like I do. Uh-huh. And... Like, do you care enough to, like, have spoilers? And I'm like, you know what? Just fucking gave it to me. And then she just unloaded. Yeah. <laughs> and that kind of killed. Yeah, I mean, why would you go see it at yeah. that point? I just don't know why they wouldn't do another scene of uh, the old Star Wars character milking an alien and then drinking the milk. Like, that should become a new staple of that franchise after Last Jedi. Well, they were a little busy uh, making dead people speak literally and figuratively. They should have been more busy uh, making dead people drink weird alien milk. Fresh from the tea. speak! (laughs) If you're gonna Um, disrespect Carrie Fisher, do it right. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, The... Uh, the Lego game turns Luke drinking blue milk into a running gag. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Where, like, yeah, his idle animation is he pulls out, like, a carton of blue milk. That's delightful. Great. And when you get to that scene in Last Jedi, he ha- it's like a whole pumping station. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, all the porks are, like, boxing it up and, like, shipping it out. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Molly, uh, what have you been doing? Last time uh, we we did this podcast, I had finished one part of Fate Stay Night. Yeah. <laughs> How many parts of Fate Stay Night have you finished? Uh, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, but Fate Stay Night's not the only Fate thing. No, right? no, no, no. Yes, you have fate, much more Fate ahead of you. Fate Stay Night, uh, I think I ended up at like 60 hours or something like that, but like that... Yeah. It's very hard to tell how much of that is idle time because there are times where I'm just like, okay, I finished the scene. I'm gonna look at Twitter for a while. Uh, I just like left it running because you know, yeah, it's it's yeah. just it's just a book you put on the TV, right? Um, but yeah, that shit slaps. I don't know. Yeah, love it when there's a really good king. It's great when there's a really good king. And then sometimes when there's... It's it's always the best. What if there was a really bad king and he could summon swords out of the void and shoot them at you? He doesn't swing them. They just fire out of the void at you. I mean, that part's cool, but I'm still hung up on the bad king part. Yeah, he is a bad king, Luke, you know? I mean, yeah, I don't love that. No, it's not good. I'd rather a good king have the ability to shoot swords out of a void. Yeah, that um, that would be cool. Unfortunately, that does not happen. Man, I, you said this was good? Yeah, it's really good. Huh, I don't know. You're not selling me right now. And then uh, that that evil king is in two routes. And then the third one, he's basically not just just not in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about uh, just the most disgusting things that can happen to one person. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty rough. But it pays off. Yeah. Kind of. It's complicated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, so I mostly played Fate Stay Night. <laughs> I, most, I spent most of my time reading. Um, and by that, I mean I spent all of my time not playing Dragon Age 2. 
<laughs> because I'm doing everything in my power to not play Dragon Age 2. You only have like two more weeks. Yeah. I don't know how you long that game is. I haven't played that it. Thing but... is. Uh, if you just do the main story, I looked at it. It's just like 25 hours, so it's not that bad. Okay. That's, a, that's like a weekend. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess it would be. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I I could do that in a weekend. It's I also also my weekends are three days. Don't forget that part. Sure, sure, yeah. that does make it better. You're judging me. I can hear you judging me. I'm just <laughs> here's what it is. I'm judging myself because I also have this quality. <laughs> Who cares, man? <laughs> Who fucking cares? <sighs> I'm just gaming, you know. You're gaming. I downloaded MLB The Show uh, 22, uh, and I played a little bit of that, and I was like, wow, they put the guys on the screen, and then I did, like, one game of baseball, and I was like, that's enough. Yeah, I said you complained they didn't make the one pitcher's stance weird enough. They didn't make his pitching weird enough. Yeah. His... Luke, you've seen this man pitch, yes? Yeah, he, like, rotates at a 90-degree angle as he's throwing the ball. Yeah! He, like, almost scrapes the fucking pitcher's mound with his knuckles while he's throwing the ball. He's a yeah. fucking weirdo. They don't do him justice. He he leans far enough that if they had tried to... They, I bet they started off trying to do him justice and the entire, like, model exploded when they programmed <laughs> that animation in. Because <laughs> they did or, never anticipate it to have to animate that kind of motion. Kind of. I mean, there's a couple guys, like... It's not unheard of in MLB history, you know? Some okay. guys pitch weird. Um, sure. Like the it's it's called submarine because obviously it is right, but um, uh huh. It's not unheard of. It is weird. Like whenever you find one of those guys, you're like, okay, what the fuck? But yeah, um, yeah. He he throws sliders that go up, which is generally not a thing that sliders do. <laughs> no, I don't think they'd be called or sliders like, if they did. <laughs> or like baseballs in general, they don't really go up when you throw them. Uh, when you pitch, I mean, yeah. They mostly move, like, left, right, or down. Due to gravity. Right, yeah, gravity be- Yeah, that is a- that is a force that acts on that ball. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, oh, also, baseball's back, so I've been watching baseball every day. I love this for you. The real thing about, uh, the show is that real baseball came back, so you, like- <laughs> Or they they came out at the same baseball? yeah. They came out at the same time, and I was like, "Dude, I could just watch baseball." Right for you, it would be good if they put the baseball game out like at the end of baseball season. Right, so I have something to tide me over. I don't right. know. Maybe maybe like, I just no, no, no. people are in a baseball mood. We got to give them the baseball game. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe like when uh, the season is over, I'll be like, "Okay, maybe I want to do this." But uh, right now, not right. really. Um, uh, and meanwhile, then, my dad is fucking psyched to play. He's going It'll to be the shit. show. I'm happy for him. Um, even though he got it on the Switch. Yeah. They put that on Listen. the Switch? They put it on the Switch. Did you see? It was at the last Nintendo Direct. Oh my god, it was the worst looking game I've seen in my life. God. <laughs> it is, it is like, laughably dad, bad. My dad hasn't played any games. He doesn't know better. <laughs> I know, Here's I the said, thing. we gotta buy your dad an Xbox. I remember the PS3, the show, is looking pretty good, and I think the Switch is more powerful than a PS3. Buddy, go look up the Switch version of the show. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it looks good, I'm saying it didn't have to look bad. 
Well. Well, th- you see, the Switch doesn't have cell technology. Yeah, that it doesn't is have the true. power I of the cell processor. I forgot they can't harness the power of the cell processor. <laughs> Hang on the show. It said something probably switch. that, uh, like, the marketing of the PS3 has like, imprinted on us that much. I think it wouldn't have if it had been as good as they said it was going to be. It's funny because yeah, it was a yeah. train wreck. Um, Hang on, I'm going to send you just a quick screenshot from, like, a uh, video I found of this game. <laughs> remember, they were originally going to be like, oh, yeah, the cell processor is the future of everything. Like, your toaster is going to have a cell processor in it. It's going to talk to your PlayStation. Yeah, like, you're going to be able to, like, take... (laughs) (laughs) Like, take stuff from your... Like, power from your fridge and use it in your, (laughs) like, PS3. (laughs) Yeah, which, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I'm looking at the screenshot. It doesn't look great. I need you to know this is also running at, like, 20 FPS. God, what? (laughs) Yeah, it's really bad, Luke. What's really getting me is the part where, like, he's under... uh, I don't know if that's a shirt or just a sleeve thing, is, like, a texture. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's supposed to be a sleeve. Like, he just painted his arm blue. Yeah. Also, shout out to this guy whose video I pulled up having his watermark all over it, so you can't screenshot it. You will not screenshot you, this. And yet I did. And yet you did. Uh, <laughs> the other thing I did is I bought Sekiro again. <laughs> Pris was playing it on the PS5, and I was like, fuck, I want to play Sekiro. <laughs> so I bought it on the Xbox. Uh, I mean, which, a... Yes. I was going to say, it's a pretty good fucking game pretty good fucking game uh the other thing is that um i get all the little brain juices from the achievements popping a second time so oh there you go yeah you get a little get a little extra serotonin from it i did see one of our friends playing with the Sekiro randomizer and that oh yeah did make me think, oh, what if i got it on ps pc though hmm. yeah if it if it goes on sale on pc at some point i might do that <laughs> might have to check out that randomizer though i might buy a third copy of Sekiro. <laughs> i've bought like I bought like three copies of Metal Gear Solid Five, a way worse game. Yeah, it's a way worse game. I also recently bought my third copy of Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> well, you beat me. <laughs> <laughs> that was five dollars though for yeah. like each purchase. I yeah, mean, you... my third copy of MGS Five was about that much. Yeah. See, I um, bought the the like. Like a dumb fuck, I bought the Fancy Pants Collector's Edition that came right. with a plastic replica of Big Boss's prosthetic hand. <laughs> and then, uh, but then that got backordered, and I really wanted to play it the night of, so I bought oh it on God. PS4. <laughs> right, right! Oh my God, Luke. <laughs> and then several years later, I bought it cheap on Steam. <laughs> I mean, that, like, that makes sense to me. Fine, whatever, but... Yeah, that one yeah. is excusable. The other one... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> could have simply waited a couple days. I know you. I know you wouldn't. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, you just reminded me of the time the Cody Rose dressed up as MGS Five Solid State. Great. And as his wife was the boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like definitely a moment of I'm like, I wonder if Cody Rhodes thinks that like. 
Solid Snake is just like a cool guy. <laughs> I mean, who like, I mean, I know he's a cool guy, but like, doesn't get, you know, <laughs> sure. To be fair, I am also not sure who Hideo Kojima thinks of Snake as anything other than a cool guy. He probably does yeah. think he's a cool guy. <laughs> he does just kind of think Snake's a cool guy sometimes. Yeah. You know, is he a war criminal? Sure. Who but, hasn't done war crimes? But pretty cool beard, though. He's got a pretty cool beard. Does he traffic child soldiers? I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> that's the That's the plot of Metal Gear Rising. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, Twin anyway. Peaks. Twin Peaks. Luke, lead us through this episode because I don't remember anything that happened. It's been two weeks. Yeah, I watched this over a week ago, so <laughs> yeah, we're, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be quite the time. Uh. So we open up with what a episode number is this motherfucker? Oh God! Of course, excuse you, you got to do your fucking bit. You, you have a bit. Right. How about we all just fucking take a break? Or just just relax we already here did. for a second. While I look up the we Wikipedia list to remind myself, this is episode eighteen, aka episode seventeen, aka season two, episode ten of Twin Peaks. Yes, titled "Dispute Between AK- Brothers." Yep. Thank you, Molly. I got your back. I had the Wikipedia pulled up earlier, and I navigated away from it. Ah, you fool. I'm a fool. Uh, yeah, we open on a time skip to three days later, when uh, everyone's getting ready for Leland Palmer's wake. I don't... Mm. I I think yeah. this is a pretty fun episode. I like it. I had a good this time watching it. This scene is awful. This scene sucks, and like... It sucks from the moment the time jump comes. I was like, what do you mean we're skipping ahead? Why would we skip the interesting part of everybody processing this news? Yeah. What the fuck? Like, the first episode of this show is like 45 straight minutes of people reacting to hearing that Laura died. Why are you skipping people hearing about what happened with Leland? Uh, it's because nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to dig into it. No. Yeah. He got I mean, possessed yeah, by a weird murder ghost, and we're not going to talk about it anymore. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, I, I, Dale Cooper, have forgiven your husband. Uh, and you know what? I think God has to. Yeah, I was there with your husband when he was dying, and he had a vision of Laura forgiving him. So I think that means she forgives him for so all the horrible things he did good. to her. So you're probably good so, to forgive him too, Sarah. Man, Sarah gets so dumb, like done fucking She's dirty, done so in this dirty here yeah she really does grace abritsky terrific actor she is working so hard to try to salvage this scene because her yeah. acting yes. like it is most of this scene is just a slow zoom in on her face and she's crushing it but when the lines being read to her are this fucking stupid there's nothing she can do yeah, yeah. no it's and we like talked about in like the first couple episodes about like oh she's like doing this you know thing of grief that is like so raw and so like sad and like terrifying at points yeah and you know she's trying but like the writing is just not there to provide that level of like acting yes it just like feels 
like, yeah, like that it is just not interested in investigating any of the trauma or like even if we are to accept that, like, okay, Leland totally exonerated, right? <laughs> it doesn't want to investigate any of like the long-standing like effects this will have. No, it wants to just pack this up. I'm not positive about this. I don't remember Grace Zabriskie showing up on this show again after this scene. Oh! Oof. Maybe I mean, I'm she forgetting shows something, up. but I think we just kind of... She shows up later in the episode, but yeah, I would not right, be... Yeah, 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 after this episode, I guess. ...horribly surprised if yeah. she... This is the end for her, and yeah, that's a fucking bummer. She might have one or two other appearances I'm not thinking about, but yeah. Like, if you also, like, told me that, like, Donna was done, I'd be like, yeah, right. that makes sense, because they fucking have, like, totally written her off as a character that has agency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I just be an asshole and just give my pitch for my fix fic for Twin Peaks here? Yeah, sure, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Uh, don't fucking have them find Maddie that fast. Just let Leland be on the loose have true Eva Cooper get fucking investigated by internal affairs, like what happens in this episode, so he gets, like, shut down and can't investigate anymore, and have Donna and Audrey have to team up to actually catch the killer. But, like, they, it takes them longer because they don't have the resources that the cops have. You drag this out way more, and you're mm. not stuck with this problem of, like, well, now that it's solved, what do we do? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they, maybe that would also be want... bad. I'm not a writer. <laughs> I'd say to be bad. I just, you know. Yeah, sure. They, they, yeah, they just want everything about this done as quick as possible. Yeah, they just want to move on. I think you don't even have to have like them get stumped by internal affairs. Just, just let Leland get away with it for a while. You could also do that. Totally. Like that's yeah, all yeah. you have to do. I, I, I think because like yeah, if they, uh, well, I, I guess Ben would get eventually free and then they would be uh like wondering again who right uh did it but yeah like i i think luke was saying that like to keep cooper in town because if you do the show without cooper right it kind of just doesn't make sense too i mean you could even yeah. do it like just completely throw a wrench in it and have like maddie's body wash downstream and get discovered in another town so, right. like, Gordon Cole's like, hey, Cooper, uh, it's the killer's not in Twin Peaks anymore, but also you need to stay in Twin Peaks because we're investigating you. And, like, this isn't your case anymore. Someone else is going to handle it when really we know where the killer actually is. Yeah, well, you know, uh, at some point, they probably just know it went downriver. But, yes, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, it washed up yeah, know, like, yeah, no, three yeah, towns yeah. over or something. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Ashley? No, yeah, I was just being like, yeah, it, you know, it would, they would eventually find out and, you know, that would be like another development. But yeah, they just, development is not what they want here. No, they, they want to wrap this up and they want to get to like, they've got a lot of fun, goofy ideas for plots to do. And I agree with them that they're goofy and fun. It's just that they, they want Sarah Palmer to say, uh, like, you know, and everything I love is gone. Right. And then for her to be, like, 
shuffled away. <laughs> I think this opening scene aside, this is a really fun episode of Twin Peaks. And a pretty good episode, but a terrible episode to happen when it happens. Yes, yeah. I, I think uh, the latter half of this episode has done no service by basically the rest of the series, really. Right, right. This is this is television as television. 100%. And, like, that's fun in its own way. It's just not the show we've been watching. Like, it's been there in fits and starts, right? But there's been other stuff in there, too. Yeah. And now it's just that. Yeah. Yeah, I I it was not a fan of this episode. Mm-hmm. And not, like, in a... I think this is, like, horrible. It's just like that maybe, like, the the downshift into TV yeah. was a bit too sudden for me. I can see that, totally. Yeah. I kind of knew that shift was coming, so I was just mentally prepared for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I knew it was coming. Yeah. It's all yeah. anybody ever fucking talks about. Right. Um, there's a moment near the end of this opening scene where I thought maybe... Like, wait, is this going to be better than I remember it being? Because Cooper has this dumb monologue about how, hey, don't worry, Leland was a good guy, actually. Uh, even though he was drugging you while he abused your daughter. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, what? Fucking what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why she didn't know about it, because he was drugging her all the time. Bonkers. Yeah. Uh, and really, because the scene opens with uh, uh, Doc Hayward wanting to give her a sedative so she won't freak out at the wake. And she's like... You know what? No, actually. I think I've been drugged enough lately. Yeah. But, like, Cooper gives his whole spiel about, like, everything's okay now. You know, Bob's never coming back, and Leland's exonerated. It's all okay. And Sarah kind of nods, and then it cuts to the ceiling fan that's still spinning. I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay, they're kind of undercutting that a little bit then. But then they don't do anything with that. (laughs) Yep. I guess the ceiling fan still spinning is meant to be like, and Bob's still out there. Yeah. But I don't care about that. (laughs) Yeah, not really. Hmm. Uh, It is is more interesting when these conflicts are human. Totally, yeah. And, like, like, Bob's most interesting when he's, like, a metaphor and not a literal ghost. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a big problem with it, is, like, now that the TV show, at least, has fallen on the side of Bob's a scary demon. Right. Yeah. And not a metaphor at all. Yeah. I've become less interested. Yeah, yeah. It'll... We will have lots of future conversations about Bob that will be fun to have. I, I, yeah, I am guessing that, but right now, just not digging it. (laughs) Yep. Uh, we cut to the wake that's being held at Doc Hayward's house. We get a weird, like, the horror music sting happens as everyone's putting the, like, food on the table. Yeah. Everyone's way too happy for this wake for the man that was abusing and then murdered his daughter. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, the vibe of this whole bit is so weird. Everyone's treating this like an after-church brunch party. Yeah, and not, like... Uh, and not weird in the way that I want Twin Peaks to be. Yeah, because like, and like, yeah, go ahead. I've had, you know, I've been to several funerals, and there have been cases where, you know, you do have that really intense emotional moment, uh, and then like there is a wake, and like there is levity and stuff, right? 
Um, but, like, we don't see any of that, so, like, this can't work as, like, a release. Yeah. And it just kind of ends up being a weird comedy scene for most of it. Yeah, and, like, this show used to be a lot better about, like, like, the last time they did a funeral, they mixed the tragedy and the comedy way better. Yeah. And they also just checked, this is directed by the exact same person that directed the Laura funeral. Weird. Yeah. I mean, uh the script is, I mean, the script is clearly way worse. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that is absolutely true, they're not working with anything too great here. Yeah. Um, Uh, because we should say, so yeah, David Lynch, according to who you talk to, either mostly stepped away or completely stepped away by this point. According to him, he completely stepped away. I've had a quote from him, he was like, yeah, no, I stopped working on that show and eventually it got so stupid I stopped watching it. <laughs> yeah. uh, again, again, David, if you wanted the show to be good. <laughs> yeah. You could have seen it. I've got a good quote from him here. Where he says, uh, when I came back from Wild at Heart, I didn't know what was going on with Twin Peaks. All I remember feeling is that it was a runaway train and you had to commit to it 24-7 to keep it on track. Yeah, that's how things tend to work. Uh huh. I think if it yeah. had been Mark and me writing together on every episode, we would have been okay, but we didn't do that, and other people came in. This is nothing against any of them, but they didn't know my Twin Peaks, and it just ceased to be anything I recognized. When I came back to do an episode, I'd try to change things and make it what I wanted, but then it would go off again on other stupid fucking things. It just wasn't fun anymore. I, I think that David Lynch would have really done better in the modern era of television... Yeah. Where it is so much more that, like, one person's vision. Right. Uh, for some of these, like, big name shows. Well, and again, I also think he would have done better if he had just explained his vision to the writing team better. But, you know, he's pretty also that. pretty famously yeah. a guy that doesn't like explaining himself. And I get that. But when you're working with a large team, you kind of have to. Um, but yeah, everyone's at this wake, uh, we're just seeing the whole town's here, they're, you know, Hank's, like, got, uh, Sarah a big plate of food, there's so much food here, it is, again, it's like a party, more than a wake. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Sarah's sitting with, uh, Donna's mom and with Audrey, and they're just talking, and, like, Sarah Yeah, like, you get that bit of, yeah, like, Donna and Laura, like, exchanged... Like, vows to be friends forever. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of a sweet moment between uh, Laura's mom and Donna's mom. It just tonally doesn't feel like the right spot for it. Because around that, you have... Uh, oh, we've been off our weekend. Uh, teenage Nadine. Yes. The prom queen. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Asking if people can see your panties. Yeah, she's worried that her glossy shoes are too reflective and boys are scoping out her panties in the reflection of her shoes. Like, what is happening here? Yeah. Also, what the fuck is happening with the music? Yeah, like, yeah, no, all of this is just fucking insane and, like, again, not in the way that I want. They're playing, like, three music tracks over each other and it's also mixed really loud where, like, you can... I, I had to put on subtitles to understand the dialogue. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, Donna's talking with Ed about, like, hey, James felt really bad and drove out of town. I don't know what's up with that guy. I don't know why I'm 
feeling bad for him when he was being a dick to me, but I guess that's how I'm being written this episode. Yep. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's like that. He'll be back. <laughs> Don't know if you had any uh, idea how many times I had to watch that boy dramatically drive out of town on his motorcycle. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought at first what was going to happen is that Nadine, with Nadine, is that like she sees herself in the her shoes, and I thought like, oh, is she going to start questioning why she has an eye patch and like, oh sure, or yeah, like is she going to see herself as older and are we going to get like something with that? And like, they can maybe like imply that she did see herself with an eye patch or older, but no, it's mostly about the it's panties. It's mostly about the panties. Yep. Uh huh. Not not ideal. Uh. Dr. Jacoby's back from Hawaii, where he was recovering from his heart attack. He sure is. Yeah, he's got him. Yeah, <laughs> love his outfit. Oh yeah, he's got like a dark red suit with like a stripy pattern, and then he's got like a Hawaiian shirt on under it. Good look. Uh, yeah, he's he's got a lot going yeah. on here. Yeah, a style icon, even if <laughs> even uh, if he's a fucking freak and not a good man. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, we also get introduced I, to the titular dispute between brothers. Yeah, I, I saw recently a TikTok where someone styled uh outfit based on ties, and they had a tie with ties on it. Uh-huh. And that just seems like a very Jacoby thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's two old mans just hanging out at the uh, dinner table uh, arguing with each other. Uh... Eagle-eyed viewers will remember one of them as the mayor from the first episode. No, oh, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. He's in, like, a scene. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you talking about, like, like, oh, yeah, the extended universe is just, like, the like the two brothers have been, like, warring for a while. And, like, oh, like, there's the idea that they are just the only two people who ever uh, campaigned for mayor, and they just pass it back yeah. and forth. So I, I misremembered that a little bit. I think the mayor's always been the mayor. His brother is the protagonist of a large chunk of uh, the secret history of Twin Peaks. Uh. He was like a World War II <laughs> fighter pilot and got in all sorts of crazy adventures. No, thank you. Uh-huh. Wow, I don't care about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, they're fighting. Uh, meanwhile, Cooper is talking about, well, I wrapped up this case. What am I going to do next? Well, I got some vacation time banked up. Maybe I'll just continue hanging out here until the show ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird that he's like, I think I'm going to take some vacation time here. And then they come up with an excuse for him to stay there. <laughs> that is true. They already had that, like, plot problem fixed. It's. I mean, it sounds like he is not, like, planning to stay there based on, like, He's like, well, I'm going to go fishing with this guy and then probably just fucking leave. That's true. He was going to take a couple days to go camping with Major Briggs and then leave. Yeah, that that seemed to be his plan. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, Major Briggs invites him to like, go night fishing tonight. He's like, shit, yeah, bro, hell yeah. Which is also be my but it also Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, it was just like... Like, at, in the last season, you were like... Willing, like, getting ready to just fucking move here, bro. Right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we go back to the arguing old men who 
continue to bicker and start getting physical with each other. It's a funny comedy thing of old men kicking each other and stuff at this wake for uh, a rapist and murderer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> True. And yeah, we, we get almost like no reaction from anyone else about what, like how uh, other people feel about Leland being the murderer. Yeah, no. Well, it's three days later. Everyone's already processed it. They've moved on. Uh, one, that's not how that works. Nope. Two, ugh, ugh. Uh, Donna's back to being like cool Donna, but that probably doesn't matter. <laughs> she is back to being cool Donna. That's so true. Uh, Truman breaks up the brothers, and Pete explains the source of the fight. He's like, well, okay, they fight each other all the time. One brother's the mayor, the other's the head of the newspaper. And uh, the one who's the head of the newspaper has himself a new wife. Or he's, he's gonna get a new wife. She's a teenager. She's still in her teens. He's 110. Yeah, which makes it really seem like kind of a goof that doesn't actually mean anything. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of this. Besides, like, one of them is dating a younger person. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's 110. That is true. Right, which makes me think the teen thing is an exaggeration, too. Like, you're sure, probably, he's dating I'm someone going to choose young. to believe you're right, because the idea that they're cracking jokes about an old man dating a teenager. Right, a teenager during this episode, not great, but also that seems <laughs> like something they would write. It does seem like something they'd write, yeah. but you're right that it could just be an exaggeration. She might just be very young I, for him. I think both, I, I, I am holding both in my mind. <laughs> yeah. But also, Pete saying that, and that's the kind of exaggeration Pete would make. Yes, that's true. That is true. I'll say, She's um, a you might guess this based on the fact that... 110. <laughs> you might guess this based on the fact that the episode is named after this one scene that doesn't come back later, but this plot will recur. We'll, we'll meet this woman. <laughs> Jesus, okay. <laughs> is she a teen? I don't remember. Oh, okay. She, like, <laughs> she's somewhere around 20. I don't know which side of 20 she falls on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. The <laughs> Everyone's just laughing about, ah, oh, those wacky fucking brothers. What is it? I don't remember their names. It's Dougie and something. Yeah. Like, oh, they don't even remember what the, what their argument was about anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think Dougie's the newspaper one who's getting married. I don't remember the mayor's yeah. name, and I don't remember their last name. But uh, they're all just having a laugh about it, and Cooper's like, man, what's better than this? Guys being dudes. <laughs> I'm really gonna miss you guys. This has been so much fun. I usually just have to hang out with Albert, and I like him, but, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost expect, like, yeah, like, Cooper to put his, like, arm around all of them, and then, like, like a da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> As like it fades out. <laughs> yeah. We do fade out on that scene and come back at the high school with the world's most exhausted high school principal. <laughs> this man so looks. What are you telling me is, uh. <laughs> this man looks so tired. He's like, You want me to enroll a 35 year old woman as a high school senior? And, and Dr. Jacoby is there and he's like, Yes, I really would love if you did that. Yeah. I also like Ed being like, yeah, no, it is stupid, but uh, there's the doctor here, and I guess that means we should do it. <laughs> but this is the plot that we're going with. This is going to be a uh, running theme. Yeah. 
God. Nadine is psyched as hell because cheerleading triads are today. Uh, yes, but she is. we don't got time for that. We got to see Cooper in a fishing vest. Wears it well. Yeah. Yeah. As he's just you know dutifully. F- I wish I was underwear. Doing, I wish I was fishing like constantly. So. Yeah. Uh, and this is another scene where Audrey's like, "Are you gonna fuck me?" He's like, "Nope, still not gonna." And she's like, "Well, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> I don't know if this is the end of this plot, but it feels like the end of this plot." It felt like that for, like, three other times. (laughs) No, this one really feels like it. I think for real this time, this is the end of this plot. (laughs) This this Uh, just feels like the time where they're truly shutting it down. Yeah, because she's like, oh, you're you're leaving town? You're going to save my life and break my heart about it? He's like, Audrey, A, you're still a teenager, as I've explained many times. Also... You're, like, a person of interest in a case I worked, so it would be unethical even if you weren't. Yeah. And she's like, well, have you ever fallen in love with anybody? Yeah, it was with a person that uh, would have that was unethical, and it went really bad, and she died. Yeah, and she fucking died, and a lot of people have trauma about it, Audrey, and she's like, ooh, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, it's like, it was a witness that me and my partner, Winda Merle, were supposed to be protecting, uh, but then... She got killed, and I got shot, and Windham Earl Earl lost his mind. (laughs) I hate it when that happens. I hate it when my former partner goes crazy. Everyone hates that. And then escapes from an insane asylum years later and starts mailing me chess moves. (laughs) Just one chess move. They are slow cooking that Windham Earl plot. That meat's going to fall right off the bone. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it is a a, a long-running thing of something that I have... Never heard of. <laughs> yeah. They just keep name dropping him and you just keep, okay, when's this going to become a thing? What are we, hmm, uh, uh, now? No? Okay. Yeah, that that is, like you were saying, a uh, a real, like, wait, that starts this early? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they take forever to actually do anything with it. Uh, anyway, Audrey's finally like, yeah, okay, well... You know what? In a couple years, I won't be a teenager, and then you'll fuck me. And Cooper's like, "Yeah, probably, actually." Yeah, actually, yeah. If I find you, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, if I don't have anything else going on, like, may as well. And I think that's pretty much where we leave that scene. As we, oh right, Bobby's raiding Leo's closet for a suit. Yeah, the the reason I think that the subplot is done is that even Audrey is like, "Yeah, I'm pretty much done." Yeah. Oh right, her little like final line there is like. You know, there's just one problem with you. You're perfect. Yeah, and she leaves. Like, yeah, yeah. all right, bye. Uh, and yeah, Bobby's wearing Leo's suit, and Shelly's just like, eh, kind of fits Leo better. <laughs> <laughs> it, she is so done with everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they've switched back to writing Shelly is sick of this shit. Oh, uh, Shelly. I'm waiting for the time where it just cuts to a two-shot of Leo and Shelly, and Shelly is just also, like, slack jaw, like, just... <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> the same pose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, yeah, he's like, no, listen, I'm, I'm gonna go get a job interview with Ben Horn, and he's gonna give me a nice, high-paying job, and then all our problems <laughs> will be over, and we'll live in luxury. <laughs> And Shelly's just like, I don't. Fuck this up so bad. How many times do are you? How many times do I have to hear you say that before I stop believing you? Apparently, at yeah. least one more than this one. 
And she's like, I don't even want luxury. I just want life. Please. <laughs> I'm begging you. I just need more than $40 a month. I, please, yeah. anything. Anything. Uh, and she also just like, can, can we like go out tonight? I have been stuck in this house ever since Leo came home. And he's like, well, no, you got to watch him. Uh, anyway, I got to go by. Yeah, seems like not my problem, babe. Yeah. Anyway, can I look at your tits real quick? Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, you can. <laughs> Shelly, I don't know how to explain this to you. Unless our solution involves some kind of sitcom hijink, I don't want to be involved in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem, is that Bobby's only watched, like, sitcoms, and that's how he l- has learned about life. Right. Yeah, he's conning his way into his next paycheck. Yeah. He's yeah. just Eddie from Ed and Eddie. He is Eddie yes. from Ed and Eddie. He's <laughs> kind of become Eddie. Uh-huh. Eddie would put uh, on a suit and then fail to uh, blackmail somebody. Yeah. I really just wish that it cut immediately from the scene to him being dragged out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but instead, we cut over to the sheriff station, where Catherine's wearing the type of outfit she should have been wearing for the past ten fucking episodes. <laughs> yeah. She's, like, in just outdoors gear, and is, like, she's got a little bit of, like, mud caked on her face. Yep. She's like, hello, sheriff, I'm alive. Are you surprised? No, she, he like, walks in, he goes, uh, forget my saying so, Catherine, but, uh, aren't you dead? <laughs> yeah, he's got, like, a prilly <laughs> for bag, and he's just eating a donut, and he's like... Well, huh, that's ain't how this is supposed to be. <laughs> huh. I like that it looks like almost like that Catherine is like, well, I need to make it look like I was still recently in this fire. Right. <laughs> this fire that happened months ago. Well, her story is that she's been hiding out in her cabin ever since. She hasn't had time to take a bath. <laughs> she has to... <laughs> I'm not gonna fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> She's out on a fucking lake. Yeah. <laughs> Even if, like, the house doesn't have a working shower, there's water. That's true. But then she couldn't afford to go out and bathe. She was too afraid they'd come and kill her. I was, I was too scared to go outside and stop eating tuna. Yeah. Sheriff Truman, do you believe in angels? Because I think a guardian angel saved my life that night. <laughs> Cool story, bro. <laughs> it's <laughs> stupid, but also Piper Laurie's a good actress, yeah, and she sells the monologue. <laughs> no, listen. Again, if the other parts of the Catherine story weren't dog shit, yeah. all of this would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I'm just grateful that Piper Laurie's not in yellow face anymore. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I guess I'm more just like, oh, right, you fucking just did this. Yeah. No, I yeah. hear you. I hear you. But, uh, yeah, she gives this whole story about, yeah, she's been hiding out in her cabin. You know, luckily, we always keep it well stocked, so I've been surviving off of cans of tuna for two weeks. He's like, well, why'd you finally leave? I ran out of tuna. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like Truman reaches a point where he's like, he, like, is getting into the story. He's, like, yeah, sitting he's like, down oh. and leaning forward. Oh. It's like, damn, that's nuts. She's got a whole thing going on here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, she's got a little walking stick. Yeah, she's, I like her walking stick. And yeah, she, you know, gets a couple tears out. She dabs with a handkerchief. And uh, meanwhile, out in the lobby, Lucy's changing a light fixture. And uh, Dick comes in to talk about their little bambino. 
God. Mi familia. (laughs) (laughs) And what Richard Tremaine has realized is that he's been just a terrible bore, and he... No, he needs to have something more important than himself to think about, to care for. And this might be the ticket. Yeah. You having a baby might fix my problems. Buddy, you had a girlfriend. Yeah. And then you just didn't do that. Right. You dick. Yeah. So you're just like, no, I'm I'm ready to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be the Bambino's papa. It'll be great. And Andy's spying on this whole thing. And there's and a, also Lucy yeah, almost falls off the ladder, and he's just too busy like talking to himself to notice her help. Right, he's like soliloquizing about how he needs to be a more selfless person as he's ignoring her, almost falling and dying. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty good scene. Yeah, they're basically just doing a fucking money in the bank <laughs> promo here. <laughs> yeah, because Lucy keeps having to like go down the ladder to get a light, and then go up the ladder to get the put it up, and he keeps going up and down the other side of the ladder with her. Yes, uh, and Andy is like in the corner listening to this, and Hawk walks by and looks at Andy like, "You gotta go get your girl, dog." Yeah, <laughs> come on, dude. Uh, and then Andy's like, "I'm gonna come out here, and I'm gonna say that we're all in a difficult position." And my mom said that we shouldn't fight. We should all get along and be friends. Yeah. Or what the fuck ever that line is. Yeah, so no, we there shouldn't be all this fussing and fighting while she has a bun in the oven. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. I did remember. Uh, yeah. So, so until we know for sure who's going to be throwing that baseball or building that dollhouse, we should all be friends. Yep. Lucy's into this. She's like going in for a kiss. And he's like, no, no, I'm just here he's to like, be friends. no, no. I'm going to just look at Dick and be like, yeah, you saw that. She wanted to smooch me. See that? Now let's shake hands, buddy. I uh, But I don't think that Andy is that smart about it. I think he is just like, we're going to be friends. And not realizing that Lucy wants to kiss him. No, I think you're right. Uh, I like Dick, like, very gingerly taking his hand, like, shake it real quick and then pulling his hand back. Yeah. Like, mm, yeah, I guess. Hawk grabs Andy. He's like, what are you doing, man? You're fucking blowing it. I don't know, it seems like he's handling it okay. Yeah, I think he's doing good. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, at this moment at least, Lucy doesn't want them fighting over her. She wants them to just fucking be chill. Yeah, I mean, she wants somebody to help take care of her baby. So clearly one yes. of these men is going to do this. Right, right. I Yeah, but Hawk wasn't privy to that earlier conversation. True, true. Maybe he's thinking that, you know, she's still with dick or whatever, but no, I think Andy's doing it right here. I, I think Andy is handling the situation well. Um, speaking of handling situations uh, with lovers well, Cooper goes in to say goodbye to Truman. Yes. And this scene... I love this scene. I wish it was... like I like this episode, but also I wish this scene was in a better episode. Yeah. It's so sweet. It's Yeah, it's genuinely very good. These, these men yeah. are dating. Sorry. They... Yes, 100%. And they're like trying to, they're, they're going to see if they can make the LDR thing work. Yes. Listen, Coop. When, when Truman looks dead in Cooper's eye and goes, they think it only about one thing, sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gives uh, Cooper a lure that he made himself he for made the fishing trip. He made a lure for him. Yeah. He says, Cooper, you got me hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, when, when These Truman, <laughs> bitches gay. When Truman says I made it, 
like the way my dad taught me and the way his dad taught him, Cooper looks like he is genuinely about to start crying. <laughs> I would. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I'm surprised he doesn't start crying when he gets his second gift, which is that Truman made him a Bookhouse Boys badge. Yes, my God. And no matter where he goes, he will <laughs> always be a Bookhouse Boy. It's fucking gay. <laughs> Cooper is going home and sewing that on the inside lining of his coat immediately. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> the Bookhouse Boy logo also pretty sick. It's like a pine tree, but like with a sword in it. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can buy patches. Oh, like yeah, right. absolutely. And yeah, they... Cooper says he's honored beyond what he can express through words, and then they have a firm, hearty handshake. It, like, that's, you could write up to, like, to Cooper saying that you can't express with words. Yeah. And then if you, like, that's where you do the offshoot of the fic. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to look up Twin Peaks, Jojen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Cooper's getting his big emotional goodbye to all the cops. He walks up to Hawk and says, you know, if I ever get lost, I hope you're the man they send to find me. And Hawk's like, all right, I got one more token sort of racist Indian line to give you real quick. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just like happy that it wasn't full on like your wisdom and... <laughs> no, he just gets may the wind always be at your back. And uh, he gets to Annie, he's like, oh, your, your bravery is only exceeded by your heart. You're dumb as shit, but I'm not saying that part. Yeah, you're dumb <laughs> as fuck, but you're incredible. You're pure... You're yeah, a sweetheart, you're pure and that's what matters. dumb of ass. <laughs> Lucy, uh, you're great. I don't like, think Lucy, we've had a scene together this pregnant. season. <laughs> Good luck with that one, boss. Yeah. Make sure you better invite me to the wedding, no matter who the groom is. Yeah. And he's about to turn and like, leave. Oh, right? When the FBI shows up with a Mountie. Oh my god, I love this fucking Mountie. Look at this asshole. <laughs> this guy's no good, obviously. Special Agent Roger Hardy from FBI Internal Affairs is here to talk to Agent Cooper. And Cooper's like, oh, yeah, I broke some laws. What's up, man? Yeah. He's like, yeah, that makes sense, actually. <laughs> you can tell they want you to not like uh, the Internal Affairs guy because he's not a weirdo in a fun way like all the other FBI guys. Yeah, or the judge or whatever. Yeah, he's just like a no-nonsense cop. Yeah. But, I mean, I do appreciate uh, that. Yeah. Yes. And uh, uh, yeah, he's. I also the first, the the first evil cop we've ever gotten is an, as a Canadian. The evil Canada strikes again. Strikes again. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's just <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they are here to grill Cooper over the two times. Apparently, he had. Absolutely no approval for the first time they went to One-Eyed Jacks or the second time. This is a moment where we're like, we're saying this shit, and then it came true. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, because they're like, yeah, you definitely executed two different illegal police operations across the border, and also you fucked up a drug sting that the Canadian police were doing at One-Eyed Jacks. And also some cocaine vanished after the second time, so that's interesting. Yeah. Um, very funny to me because it's like, dude, we do this all the time. Yeah, of course I did that. We're the right. FBI. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, really. The the craziest thing at the is that the is FBI that the guy is like, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like Cooper is expecting a slap on the wrist until he hears about the missing cocaine. Yes. And he's like, oh, wait, what? He's like, you really think I stole cocaine, huh? Yeah. Cooper yeah, couldn't like, do cocaine. He would die. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing about this is that it, it this is all crooked. Well, yes, yes. I know, but well, still. the FBI guy's not, but he's acting on bad info from the crooked Mountie. Yeah. Or maybe the FBI guy is. I honestly don't remember where this plot goes. Uh, yeah, no, it's... <laughs> Like the villain of the of the big boss man, the Mountie is just one of the most horrible men alive. Uh-huh. Uh, also, is this the first black person we've seen in Twin Peaks? I believe so. I, it is almost certainly the first black person with a meaningful speaking role, at the very least. I, th- I, think, I think that's true. I think one of the, like, judges at Hank's parole hearing... Was black. Right. And I think that's uh, yes, I it. think that might be true. So I think this is number two. Yeah, because I when I watched Star Wars, I was like, uh, there are three female characters in all of the original trilogy of Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, and you know, one black guy. Right. Right. Yeah. Not. A lot of black people in Twin Peaks. Not a lot of black people in any of David Lynch's stuff, frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not as bad as Tim Burton, who's like, black people don't fit my aesthetic. Right. right. Yeah. Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, not great. It is definitely something you people know, comment on that David Lynch, like, almost exclusively has white actors. It, it's a thing, you know, it's, that, that gets discussed a lot with um, the aesthetics of certain filmmakers. Right. And, of especially surreality of how they will use people with bodies that are seen as different from the norm. Yeah. And how they, uh, what bodies they see as normal. Yeah. Right, right. Which are usually white. Yeah. Well, and like, not Roger, because he's not in the show very much, at least not yet, but uh, like with, say, the Chinese characters on this show, we've seen what happens when he does have non-white characters. Yep. And it's not great. Nope. <sighs> uh, anyway, but, uh, Bobby is trying and failing. Bobby is outside of Ben Horn's office. His secretary comes out and says, like, you can maybe come back next month. And Bobby's like, I sent him a blackmail tape. That means he's got to see Could me. Could you just tell him I'm blackmailing him? I swear to yeah. God. <laughs> oh, ben oh Horn you're black. Sorry, that's actually a different waiting list if you want to talk to him about blackmailing Yeah, like, no, like, Ben Horn is like, listen, I know I've got, like, 50 people blackmailing me right now. But you are so late to this one. <laughs> uh, Audrey shows up and is like, oh, I can get you a meeting with Daddy. Here, one second. This is her at her uh, Veronica most. Oh, yeah, absolutely. At her most She's Veronica, yes. Veronica from Archie, yes. Oh, from Archie. From okay. Riverdale, specifically. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck are you two talking about? <laughs> uh, so she gets him in. This also, have Bobby and Audrey been in a scene together before this? Uh, maybe, like, really early on. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Uh, are we gonna get, like, some kind of really dumb Bobby, Shelly, Audrey love triangle thing happening here? Here's what I'll say. 
everything until now I have seen multiple times. I have seen every episode from here to the end once, so my yeah. memory's not super clear. That's fair. I know the broad brushstrokes of what happens, and that's it. I feel like that's where we're going with these three, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this scene but, is just uh, flirty as hell. It's very flirty. But also, Audrey's just kind of like that, so who knows? Right, she does just kind of flirt with everyone. Uh, she does also... She asks him why he's not in school, and he's like, I don't know, why aren't you? And her answer is, school numbs my buns. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird thing to say! Weird thing to say! <laughs> um, but yeah, she gets him in to see her dad, who is just a wreck. I love seeing Ben all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the fall of Ben has really been one of my favorite subplots of Twin Peaks. Premium it's really content. good. Like, yeah, he still hasn't shaved even though he's out of jail. He's in a bathrobe smoking a cigar. He's got, like, a rubber ball he's bouncing. And uh, Bobby comes in, and then he just immediately calls security to throw him back out. It's so good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But Audrey stops uh, security from properly throwing him out. Like, stops them. Like, that's my friend. Uh, yeah. and Bobby's, so Bobby's like, like, tell your boss that tape's not the original one, okay? I'm at least that good at blackmail. Yeah, I knew that much. I, I held a microphone up to the original to make a copy. Yeah. Uh, he asks her if there's anything he, she can, or he can do for her in return, and she says, well, you could buy me ice cream. And he asks, okay, well, yeah, a cone or bowl. And she says a cone, because she likes to lick. You little freak. <laughs> Little freak, Audrey. God. She's such a freak. She she tur- she was like, okay, Cooper's really not gonna fuck me. I gotta gotta find somebody. I gotta find someone. <laughs> this is I have been fucking edging on this for like Jesus months. <laughs> but footage of Cooper at the fucking uh, casino. <laughs> Yeah, Cooper's getting interrogated now with the yeah security footage. They're asking him about what he was doing at One-Eyed Jack's. He's like, I was trying to catch some bad guys. And, uh... Because I'm in the he's like, Yeah, he's like, two people died at the, your raid. He's like, oh, you miscounted. Three people died. Okay, that's worse, though. <laughs> you get how that's worse, right? <laughs> Uh, and yeah, and they, he's like, yeah. well, one of them wouldn't die no matter if we win or not. <laughs> <laughs> they bring up, uh, yeah, the missing cocaine. He's like, okay, listen, I have admitted to all this other shit. Are you fucking serious about the other, the cocaine, though? Also, I didn't commit the murders. They all murdered each other. Also, Hawk murdered that one guy, but that was badass, so you should let him go. Yeah, that was sick, okay, so. It was really cool. He said a one-liner and everything. You yeah. you know the rules, Roger. If you say a one-liner within five seconds of a murder, it doesn't count. And he's like, yeah, that is true. That right? is true. You gotta let <laughs> we him We will go. check the time records, Cooper. I don't believe that five seconds happened. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, like, there's, like, a, a lot. Like, well, like, what if it was, like, a pregnant pause? Like, what if it was, like, the pause was integral to the one-liner? <laughs> Cooper, we are not... You will not, the, the the pregnant pause defense will not work here. It will not save you. <laughs> Maybe on a lesser agent, but not me. Not me. I've been in internal affairs for 25 years. <laughs> it's previous immunity if someone did a cool badass line like this before. 
You can't get me on this. Yeah. Uh, they uh, finish talking to Cooper, and then they call Sheriff Truman in. Uh, and they're like, uh, Sheriff, why don't you have a seat? And he's like, I'll stand. And they're like, okay. Like, well, we just want to talk to you about all this stuff. He's like, yeah, well, I think you all can go fuck yourselves because I love Cooper <laughs> and I'm he's the best. <laughs> I'm in love with him, but I will never let him go. So how about you get a fucking warrant or don't fucking talk to me? And they're like, that attitude will not help you during this. He's like, yeah, fuck or you. Or Cooper. And he's like, yeah, I don't fucking care. Deuces. Yeah. Uh, very funny to me that he's like, uh, listen, uh, I'm not gonna talk. He's, I'm, I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm not talking. I thought for, I thought for a second that you were doing a Triple H promo. No, I've, I don't know any. Listen, uh, I'm not, uh, I have never heard a Triple it. H promo, and I plan to keep it that way. <laughs> that's, that's for the best. Yeah. I mean, honestly surprised you have. I mean, I probably have heard him do stuff like in the modern era, but I've never heard like a uh, attitude a era. Classic, yeah, Triple yeah. H promo. Which is fine by me. I don't, you know. Yeah. I don't feel like that's necessary. They do make Cooper surrender his badge and his gun, so he is no longer yeah. an FBI agent. At least not for yeah. now. Uh, but who cares about that? Nadine's got cheerleading tryouts. She's got cheerleading tryouts uh, where she is going to murder a man. <laughs> I feel this is the most uh, Sentai of Twin Peaks. <laughs> that is true. Molly, when you said the Nadine stuff was going to be either the best or the worst, this is the scene I had in mind and thinking about the ways in which it could be the best. We got both, baby. <laughs> we got both in this episode. <laughs> Yeah, Nadine runs up to try out, and the judges are like, oh, okay. And, <laughs> and like all of the students are like, yeah. And then she just does like a bunch of sick gymnastics. She does like a quintuple cartwheel. Yeah. And then she just grabs a random guy. He's like, hey, I'm going to throw you. Yeah, okay, sure you are. And she launches him into the stratosphere. <laughs> And she's like, hey, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> she's so happy. That man is dead. That man's fucking dead. I know he landed on, like, a volleyball net and some guys. Right. But, no, everybody involved is fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all the girls love it. They're super into this. Yeah, they're like, no, they're shit, like... We gotta get her. Yeah. <laughs> With her, with her on our side, you know, we'll definitely win finals. <laughs> yeah, Nadine's having a great time, but Shelly isn't. She is just brushing Leo's teeth and, like, muttering to herself about how Bobby never got back to her after the stupid interview. Yeah. And uh, he finally calls her and tells her it went well. <laughs> yeah. It didn't. Uh, I mean, obviously he has to lie, but... Right, right. Yeah, and I don't think we get his side of the conversation at all. We just hear it go, Yeah, I still love you, as Leo's wheelchair slowly moves into frame. Yeah. Uh, and Shelly's like, uh, Bobby, Leo moved. Yeah. He's like, seems fucked up, bye! <laughs> yep, no good! <laughs> nope, I'm not doing this anymore. Another plot they're really slow cooking. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Speaking of plots that are not slow cooking, though, we get to... And cooking in general, I guess, because we're here uh-huh, with the MTU uh-huh. Wins plot line. Uh-huh. I'm very clever. That transition made no goddamn sense <laughs> even remotely. <laughs> I just sort of played word association for a couple seconds and pretended like that counted as a segue. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Norma got fucking slammed by M.T. Wentz, and she is in a bad mood yep. about it. And her mom's like, oh, come on, it's not so bad. Also, I, I wrote I that review yeah. shitting all over your restaurant. So get the verbiage right, bitch. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't say that. I said that you just suck shit. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, mom? Uh, and she's like, what? I'm a professional. And she's like, you're a professional bitch. And she's like, well, don't do this. And she's like, I'm doing this. You you couldn't give me a, a positive review to, like, help my business? Well, that would go against my journalistic effort uh, ethics. You're a food critic in a small local newspaper. What you're the an, fuck are you talking you're about? You're an anonymous food critic. <laughs> yes, I actually do expect you to compromise your ethics to give your daughter a small win. Yes. Nobody's coming to Twin Peaks for food. Who cares? Yeah, her mom is just the worst. Just the dirt worst. I hope you get run for all your fucking money. And she's like, well, I wanted to give you a good review, but uh, But you're just not that very good. I hope hope Norma turns evil and uh, joins uh, Hank's scam. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. That'd be amazing. And her, her mom's just like, well, you're being ridiculous, and I, oh, you're just being overly emotional. And she's like, yeah, well, fuck you. I feel emotional, so yeah. So shit, get mom. out of my fucking restaurant. Yeah, get the fuck out. She deserved more. She did. Yeah. Both of them, frankly. Wait, both of who? Norma deserves more. Oh, I see. And uh, Vivian also deserves more. Uh, by yeah. which I mean stabbing. Yeah, this is uh, another time where Norma's being too nice for her own good. Her own goddamn good. Just, just Decker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's earned it. Yeah. Just punch your mom. What's she gonna do? Ground you? Just punch your mom. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, Hank's having a great time with uh, fucking Ernie. So good. They went on a hunting trip as an excuse to go to One-Eyed Jacks. Yes. And they've been fucking. And Ernie's still. <laughs> go ahead. So they've been fucking. <laughs> yep, they sure have. Ernie's like, ah, oh, I can't believe I'm doing all this. I'm a married man. I'm a good guy now. As he's just in the like core of evil in this show. <laughs> yeah, he's in, he's deep in evil Canada. Yeah. You would think the criminal the criminals would know. Right. But Hank's not really just here for a good time because we find out Hank made a new friend when he got abducted at, like, knife point or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And now he's working for Jean Renault. He's got the connections to Evil Canada now, and he's holding on to him. Yes. And he wants to bring Ernie in on this operation. Or f- force Ernie. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, ah, I know you got money problems right now, Jean. Well, this guy's the, the, the professor. He's the best evil accountant there is. He's like, oh, well, okay. It's good we have some investment opportunities to, to yeah. fill through. Hey, I need some help. Uh, I need 125000 I'm French. Yeah, that's what the French sound like. And also Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's just like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> and then we find out that Mounty is also working for Jean Renault. He comes in wearing a tuxedo. My God. With a comedy large briefcase of known? cocaine. Who could have known it was his cocaine? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Hank and Ernie are so psyched to see this cocaine. They're like, oh, cocaine. Like, we Woo! love cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, then Jean talks to the Mountie about how we're going to plant some of this in Cooper's car. Yeah. And that will seal him away. I want him crucified. Yeah. I, I have a feeling this is not going to work out how they want it to. I don't know. Jean Renault seems like a real cunning villain. I don't know how Cooper's going <laughs> to... I don't know how he's going to get I, out I of this I said one. it when he showed up. I think Cooper might have met his match. Oh, no. <laughs> Evil Canada's finest. <laughs> uh, true, is, yeah, Truman just has like a like, log cabin he lives in, I guess. We've never seen his house before. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, his bed is next to the door. He's got a small home. He's, he's always out and about. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's busy. Uh, but Josie shows up at his door. I forgot Josie was in this episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's, like, weak and, like, stumbling, and she collapses to the floor, and he collapses on top of her, and they start making out. He's like... Mm-hmm. He's Does like, he even damn. say anything, or is she just, like, holding him? Uh, I... Think I thought she said something like "help me" or something, but or oh, sure. maybe it was "hold me." I don't know, one or the other. We we don't really get anything out of that scene because we gotta go yeah. see Cooper and the major fishing. She's definitely crying. Yeah, but and they're talking about Cooper's situation, and he's just like, "Yeah, I mean, listen, I fucked around, and now I'm finding out, I guess." And uh, the <laughs> the are like. You ever heard of the White Lodge? <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, very interesting, and we're going to talk a little bit about Bob, but not much, really. Uh, anyway, you, uh, you ever hear of the White Lodge, Cooper? And he's like, no, that sounds fascinating. I'm going to go enjoy I'm going to go sub- piss. I'm going to go enjoy the sublime pleasure of pissing outside, There's, uh, and then nothing. you're going to give me all the details about the White Lodge. There's nothing better than taking a piss on an oak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, you said a while ago they've been teasing all oh, this. There's something out in those old woods, and now. God damn it! You wanted something to happen in the woods, and here Finally. you go. They took away the best <laughs> voice on the show. They did. There's a bunch of flashing lights and weird camera angles, and uh, Cooper runs back from pissing as fast as he can. Well, he but gets it's too late. Major, he, an owl Major is gone. watching him piss. Yes. <laughs> He's like, wait a second. He's like, wait a second. Oh, shit. I Major bet this Briggs isn't is... what it seems. Yeah. And yeah, Major Briggs Major. is gone. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. He got abducted by he aliens. He got abducted by aliens. He got abducted by those dang aliens. Hate it when that happens. I hate it when aliens happen to me. Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. Not what you want. Yeah. We might have to just see what's going on with this White Lodge stuff. What's going on at Twin Peaks? Yeah. Man, who killed Laura Palmer? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, who? <laughs> Uh, Laura Palmer? Um, who's that? Uh, you know I'm having a hard time remembering. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, it wasn't important. Okay, cool. (laughs) Who's Kyrie? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they really do kill Kyrie. They really do say, here's Sora, here's some motivation. Literally verbatim, and then they kill Kyrie. Yeah, they sure do that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but, oh, but Molly, Molly, that's a little unfair. I mean, she gets to be the star of the next game in the series. <laughs> Melody of Memory, everyone's yeah. favorite game. The rhythm game where she <laughs> play, you play as Kyrie the whole time, technically. Isn't she also, like, kidnapped in that game? No, 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 she's in a self-induced coma <laughs> as she searches her own memories. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> so you actually play as Sora the whole time because she's trying to <laughs> she's find trying Sora to through her memories. Where he's been. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> it's so funny that people dock Sora immediately. Oh, I forgot. I forgot there was Kingdom Hearts Four news. Oh yeah, I forgot they announced that. Yep. Um, sorry for spoiling Kingdom Hearts Three? <laughs> Question mark. Ah. I assume everyone who cares has played it already. Yeah, uh, yeah, listen. Uh, <laughs> There's more important spoilers, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they sure are making Kingdom Hearts 4. Yeah, well, they said they are. Well, I'll they're be- making it. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I'm not saying it's coming out anytime in the next decade. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they're making it. They've produced some art assets for it. They sure have. <laughs> and they loaded them right into an animation. I really hope that... Only that world looks realistic. I hope he stops looking realistic after he leaves that area. I hope gonna... that he goes to a bunch of other worlds that are all based on live-action remakes of Disney movies. They're going to go to a bunch of Marvel places. Well, yeah, I know that. Yeah. That's why he looks more realistic, because they're going to do a bunch of Marvel shit. I, I heard that and... they're doing Star Wars. Yeah, someone thinks that they spotted an a, like an ATST. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm I'm fine with them doing that. As long as they're doing that, uh, the Sixth Sense is owned by Disney. They should just have <laughs> Haley Joel Osment meet Haley Joel Osment. If only. At, like at first, I was like, "What are you trying?" They're like, yeah, "Well, you know what? Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Bruce Willis can't do that anymore. Yeah, but they can just get someone else to do that voice. Okay. That's what they do everywhere else. Yeah, this makes me sad. Jim Hanks. I am now thinking back to, like, the knockoff uh, Jeff Bridges from the Tron level in the PSP game. (laughs) To be fair, the most recent Tron had knockoff Jeff Bridges. Right. Um, So true. Every time I think about fucking Jeff Bridges and Tron, I just think of that clip uh, from the second movie where he's like... (laughs) Like, do you still want me to do my, like, duty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was saying at the top, so yeah. David Lynch, pretty much out. Uh, Mark Frost is, like, he's not gone. He's chilling. Like, he has a writing credit on, I think, two more episodes. He's chilling. But he's, like, overseeing the writing in a way that David Lynch isn't. And a lot of, like, the broad, like, plot arcs are his ideas still. Yeah. And the thing about Mark Frost is that he fucking loves, like, conspiracy theories and, like, secret aliens and that kind of thing. That kind of sounds like, uh, that kind of sounds like Mark Frost. If Mark Frost was our age, he'd be the biggest fucking Assassin's Creed fan in the world. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that's the kind of thing we have to look forward to. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's this episode of Twin Peaks. We <laughs> You got questions, Ashley? We completely we like do. broke our gear shift, switching modes, but now we're in this mode and you know, I think we can still have a fun time with it. I'm into it. Yeah. I love I love bad television and even good television, and this is both. Yeah. Uh, I asked people to ask us about infernal, internal affairs, funerals, and alien abductions. Okay. Uh, cause even if that last thing isn't an alien abduction, I'm making it one. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it was, you know, weird demon shit. Um, from at fuck shit street, uh, what's your favorite weird government project that is baffling it got money? Oh, huh. Uh, I don't know. I only know the evil ones and that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Weird ones. Um, I mean, it is also evil, but that time that they tried to turn a cat into a spy cyborg yes. is wild. Yeah, that one. They, like, I guess they were, like, having a meeting at the CIA or something and were trying to figure out how can we spy on the Russian embassy. And then they noticed yeah. a cat had just wandered in and they were like, Huh, we never thought about the cat being in here. Which, hey, where the f- why is a cat just getting into the CIA office? Because well, they're delightful. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Well, they this, do a lot the, of undelightful the, things to that cat to turn it into yeah. a machine. Yeah, no, I've heard this. Yeah. We've talked about it on this podcast. Before. Have, Have we? we? Okay. <laughs> Luke has brought this up before. <laughs> I know I've brought it up before. I don't know if I brought it up on this show. You did. Okay. Brutal. I just remember Brutal. us, like... Talking about it because Molly being horrified. Yeah. Right. The short version, they spent millions of dollars and did a lot of animal abuse, and then the cat died as soon as they tried to, like... They deployed it across the street and it got run over before it could even get to the fucking building. Oh my god. Forgot that part. Yeah. That is, like, the the horrible cherry on top of that shit someday. Uh (laughs) Um... From Juneberry Cake, the internal affairs of podcasting has taken your badge and your microphone. Oh, no. What are they charging you with? Are you guilty? Oh, shit. I mean, you've listened to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've got a long list of crimes. Yeah. They'll never get me, though. Like, talking over people too much because I get too excited, making too many podcasts, stopping too many podcasts. Talking over people. <laughs> I said that I think one that's already. What he led with. No, I was trying to do a joke. I thought you were going to continue oh, going. Then I would start <laughs> talking over it. you. Whiffed. I whiffed it. Whiffed. Whiffing jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our our crimes are uh, numerous. Our crimes are numerous. Uh, but again, you'll never catch me. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. I recently like because Spotify has a thing where you can sort episodes by longest. Uh, and I looked at what our longest one was, and it's Catwoman, obviously. obviously. Sure, of course. I thought I was and going like, to die. We I, really had to I dig do, in on that one. There was a lot to I, explore. <laughs> I do think we should all be in jail for doing a three-hour Catwoman episode. No, I think we should be given the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Peace, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think we brought people together with that one. <laughs> Remember when I kept doing that Laurel Yanny joke on that one? It was a good time. Yes, I did. Sure do. <laughs> From at Tweety, what's the coolest alien abduction story you've heard of? Huh. Oh. Um, 
I have one if you guys... Yeah, I don't know if I have a good one. I'm sure I've heard, like, a really funny one on BuzzFeed Unsolved at one point, but I can't remember any of them off the top of my head. The one I always think about is, uh, it's not a full-on abduction, it's just a, like, alien encounter. Uh, but when Guillermo del Toro saw aliens... Oh. Uh, and he... The film? I want... No. Uh, he saw, like, he was, like, driving... I'm getting the exact quote, because it's very important to me. <laughs> you sound like a complete lunatic when you say stuff like this, but I saw a UFO. Uh, I was buying a six-pack, uh, which I hadn't drunk anything yet. Uh, and we were driving, uh, to an isolated part of Guad- uh, Guadalajara. Uh, as we sat in the darkness, uh, I saw a light moving over the horizon super fast. Uh, and as it started to pull near us, uh, I, like, saw it in its entirety, and, quote, it was horribly designed. (laughs) It was just a really basic, uh, UFO that, you know, that, like, the kind that people talk about. It it didn't have anything interesting to it. So I was pretty disappointed. Uh Yeah, like, it's just, like, like, the idea of him watching, like... Oh, just a flying saucer. Oh. Man. Like, just with some lights on it? Okay. That'd be cool. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> what if they're, like, you put some gothic fairy tale shit in there? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I have no cool UFO stories. I'm sorry. Wasn't uh, there one on Unsolved that was like one guy got abducted for like 45 minutes and they found him like a mile away and he was like, yeah, it was pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like his um, friends found him and he was like, yeah, it was chill. I don't know. Yeah, he was like, I don't know. Like I saw some like cool alien babes and guys and, you know, they were they seemed cool. Uh, But yeah, they just dropped me off here. They're like, OK. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's the most realistic one I've ever heard of. Yeah. If somebody uh, was just like, hey, could you drop me again? This was like, this is cool and all, but I'm I'm right. not really into it. And they're like, oh, okay. Uh, from Nan Pending, uh, what's the best kind of alien? Huh. Um, I mean, just a simple gray is great. I do love a little, See, I was... little funny little guy. I do like the Toy Story guys. Oh, the Toy Story guys are good. Toy yeah, Story I, I, I kind of like it when you go further away from like the the... Traditional ones. Like, I want the weird shit. Uh, the Mass Effect Krogans. The only good thing... Sure. The only good thing for Mass Effect. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, if I am getting abducted by aliens, there's a part of me that would be a bit disappointed if they're not little gray guys. Hmm. You, uh, could you... Do you guys, like, uh, shapeshift at all? They're like, no, what? And you're like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm the opposite of Gumball Dororo. I was like... Like, damn, I wanted it to be more boring than this. <laughs> Play the hits. Come on. Uh, yeah, I'm not into space elves. That's... Sure. No? Okay. No. I mean, listen, I'm not too good for it, but... No, listen, I wouldn't cook a space elf out of bed, but... <laughs> I said, I want, like, a weird, like, this is just, like, a, a sentient cloud of gas. Oh, as, like, an alien? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want that crazy. 
No, I want like, like, like a lattice of ice crystals that when they're arranged in this way are like can think. I mean that is pretty tight, I won't lie. Yeah. I don't have a big enough brain for this. <laughs> uh and then the last one from Actual Fox Lexi. Uh pretend that most alien abduction stories were true. Uh, just what do you think these guys are doing to those people? They've been at this for decades and haven't made any big public moves. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would assume it would have to be like how when we uh, like tag wild animals and then like capture them to like give them a checkup and then re-release them again, right? Yeah, they're, they're yeah, showing I, on the moon just like with a big telescope going like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and I think some of them are just like the other version of that where someone uh, like will break into, like, a zoo and just fuck around with, like, <laughs> an animal and then, like, leave. Uh, right. It's all yeah, actually yeah, yeah. just catch-and-release fishing. Yeah. They're just they're just out there. They're like, yeah, you guys want to go out human hunting tonight? Right. And they're like, yeah. I don't think any of, like... If alien abductions were real... They would be yeah. a frat thing. Yes. Right. It would be, like, either... Highly scientific or a frat thing, right? And yeah, it's the I do not think that we are special enough for them to be like <laughs> to be like wow, we got to study this. Well, like or like we we need to like bring you guys into our 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 group. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. They're yeah, they're not inviting us anywhere. No, no, no clearly, no, no, no. Yeah. Again, I do like, not yeah. offer like you know a gazelle if they want to like hang out and play Xbox. Yeah, but if you met a gazelle that talked, maybe you would. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, I would. I'm not opposed to it, but, like, the gazelle's gonna get nothing out of that experience. They'll probably just be stressed out and afraid. What if they really like gaming? I mean, I'd be open to it, but I just don't think that'd be the case. I mean, I think you should offer. I, I think maybe they do, and most people are like, ah! And then they're like, well, I guess this one ain't yeah, it. Yeah, I guess I'm not allowed to do this. Fuck. <laughs> Didn't uh, expect this much pushback from the suggestion that gazelles don't like to game. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't either, but... Uh, <laughs> funny if you do. Thought that was a pretty uncontroversial <laughs> statement, but shows what I know, I guess. <laughs> I, I just... The entire time we talked about alien uh, uh, abductions, I've only been thinking about the, the one of the only, like, good recent SNL sketches. And by recent, I mean it's like... 15 years ago at this point or whatever uh-huh. where uh, the, uh, the three people are abducted by aliens and one just got like a like a real shitty time oh and the other two didn't yeah like they're like you know like I like I like they were beautiful like you know the voice was like light and then the other one's like yeah these little guys had me pissing us <laughs> pissing a pot seemed kind of really <laughs> below like below the table yeah <laughs> It really does seem like SNL has, like, one good sketch every three years or so. I'm fine with that. Well, you know, I w- I'm just saying I wish I could get away with that kind of hit rate at my job. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, they're an institution, unfortunately. I guess so, apparently. Yeah, like, when people, like, talk about, like, uh, old SNL, it's got, like, a similar hit rate yeah. It's just that, like, their hits were, like, culture-shaking. Yeah. Right. Uh, also, not... maybe if Brooks stopped watching it, they'd be off the air. 
<laughs> no, more people than Brooks watch it. I know. Just taking shots at Brooks. Hi, Brooks. I know you don't listen <laughs> yeah, to this no, show. Yeah, no, listen. We should always take shots at Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> the most I've laughed at a recent uh, tweet is just Brooks going uh, after the Oscars. Oh, no, the SNL opener's gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, what a fucking... Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> anyway. Sorry, that's Dr. Brooks to us now. Yeah, sorry, that's oh, Dr. Right, Brooks. Yeah, he's right. Fucking doctorate. Congrats, Dr. Brooks. It is, it is weird that, like, Brooks is... I've talked to him, like, somewhat bit removed. Uh-huh. And he's a very smart and intelligent person. I've never yeah, doubted uh, this. Yeah, he's a PhD. Yeah, he's just also one of the most dedicated posters I've ever met. Yes, uh-huh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? That's a different question. I was going to say, I feel like it's weird that we know so many doctors. By which I mean, like, at least two. Yeah, I know two doctors. I know two doctors. I also, like, work with doctors. That, but I'm not counting them. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you know more doctors than the average person. I know a great number of doctors at this point. Yeah, like, some people have asked me, like, oh, why don't you do a podcast with, like, this person anymore? Like, they just got important shit to do. They're busier yeah. than we are. Julie's a teacher. That's way more important. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, that that was the one, because I guess someone was asking about transmission, and, like, listen, yeah, like, I just, we've got really, like, vital, like they've got vital shit they're doing, and... We're talking about Twin Peaks and Obi Wan and Qui Gon Qui Gon Jinn Yowie. Yeah, no, it's Qui Gon in this case. Qui-Gon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, like she's Australian, so it was hard to schedule yeah, hard stuff anyway. with her, even when she had free time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all all this to say, we miss Julie. Absolutely, yeah. love Julie. Always miss Julie. Anyway, um. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm, we're wrapping this up. Luke. Yes. We're going to find you on the internet. You can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows I do on AudioEntropy.com, such as Eidolon Playtest. It's an actual play RPG campaign. We're getting back to playing Eidolon after our World of Assassination break with Eidolon Daft, which is our first attempt at playtesting our new system. Uh, run by Iris. I'm playing in it, though, so that if something breaks, I can be there to be like, okay, here's how we handle this. So I started listening to that episode today, yeah. uh, and three separate times you said uh, a way a move works, and I went, that's not how that move works. <laughs> 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 so we're doing great. We're doing fantastic. Listen, I think, those I, episodes I think came actually out really the good, ones, though. Yeah, no, they're good episodes, but I think uh, the ones that I actually was like, oh my god, we actually did talk about, but... <laughs> For a minute, I was like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. Uh, anything else, Luke? No, that's it for now. Okay. Ashley. You can find me at your librarian with underscore Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. Uh, you can also find me at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give Ashley your fucking money. Give Ashley your fucking money. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly, with Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentry.com, I need mail.com, the second best game dot club where I refuse to play Dragon Age 2. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 there's an episode on Marathon out. I think it came out really good. Um, 
And that's all. Can't believe the... you're switching platforms. You're not going to transfer your save in from Origins. Okay, so I here's here's the deal. I I intentionally I even bought Inquisition on PC recently. God. Uh, fully intending to do that, but the PC version of Dragon Age Two does not recognize controllers. They oh no just oh do- right that was the thing with Bioware forever yes so I started playing and they want you to auto attack with left click. Um, okay. Which would be fine if you like left clicked a guy and then it automatically attacked for you. But no, you do have to click every time you want to do a normal attack. Now that does not sound like much of an auto attack to me. Which <laughs> I there might be like an uh, a setting I can change, but at that point I was like, I'm not doing this. Like that's I don't care enough about my original save that that I'm gonna do that. Um, they do only have... sort of sort of compromises the whole criticism when you're not playing it, you know, as they intend. Listen here, you fucking clown. <laughs> um, no, it it would be nice, but I I just don't care. Like no. that's not what this is for. I've done this before, and it's not that right. different. <laughs> Who um, fucking cares? There are only three pre-built stories you can pick from uh, when you start Dragon Age Two, and you don't import a save. Other than make a cool motion comic for it? No, no, you don't get to pick. You, there's just three pre-built ones. The first one is, like, yeah. human male uh, noble. Like, you put Alistair on the throne, uh, and you killed the archdemon and lived. Um, the other one is, like, dwarf uh, male noble, uh, where it's, like, the opposite of that. You exile Alistair. You put the queen on the throne. You uh, get Loghain killed. And then... The last one is the female, uh, I think it's the city elf, like the worst background you could pick, like the, like the worst one, um, because all the elves are slaves, you see, uh, but she was really nice and she, she died protecting the country that she loved. Yeah, I am just, uh, dire. You you sure taught me to not bring up Dragon Age. Yep. I'm just pr- I'm just mashing the skip 15 second <laughs> button on my app. I'm just like, oh no, oh no, she's explaining it. I don't want to. I don't care though. I don't care either. That's the problem. Like I I deserve this, but I'm unhappy that I'm getting it. You asked. No. Again, it's a it's a. Only only yourself to blame. <laughs> I have lost in a sea of my own design. Anyway, I can't believe that game does not have controller support on PC when it's very clearly made to be played with a controller. Yeah. Bonkers decision. The game also got made in like eight months, so. Yeah, probably. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, you go to autoentropy.com, hit that donate button in the upper hand corner, give us a little bit of money for the website, uh, just for hosting. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Um, leave us a review. Anywhere you can leave us a review. Uh, do it. And give us five stars while you do that. Give us the highest one up. Stars. No, if you could give us 10, give us 10. Yes. I don't the know what scale. Let yeah. All the if way. If you're up. on the Roger Ebert website of podcasts, give us four. Give us four. <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> uh, next time, we are going to be talking about Twin Peaks episode 19, a.k.a. Twin Peaks episode 18, a.k.a. Twin Peaks season 2 episode 11, a.k.a. Masked Ball. If there's not um, a mass ball on this, I swear to God. <laughs> I will say, uh, just as a heads up, this is the introduction of the trans character we've talked about. Okay. So, you know, some people might right. appreciate the heads up about that. So, there it is. Neat. 
All right. I say neat. It might not be neat. We'll find out. It might not be neat. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but until next time, damn my podcast. <laughs> <laughs>